0: we left with a 12-month plan uh we had our stops sort of worked out we had everything sorted and um, that plan went out the window i think day two (laughs) of the trip
1: and we have never looked back welcome to the family travel podcast by a big peachy adventure where we help families plan their adventures whether it's for a week indefinite or anywhere in between No matter what your budget, we bring you hints and tips from the experts, inspirational stories of families who are living their dreams, as well as must-see highlights from places that we, and our guests, visit.
2: Welcome to A Big Peach Adventure. It's Michael and Natalie here, Uh, and today we're lucky enough to have with us Annie and Liam from Four Hands in a Tin Can.
1: Yeah, we're stoked to have them on the show today. We've been following them um, and their Facebook page for a while now. And uh, so this family that they set out two and a half years ago, the kids and the parents and the dog, on a 12-month lap. Um, They had everything all worked out, but within a few days, they had thrown it out the window. And two and a half years later, they're totally winging it and having a brilliant time.
2: Now, if you follow these guys on their Facebook page or on their blog, Uh, at four hands in a tin can. Uh, If you're not, I highly recommend you should because one of the things that makes them stand out is their um, footage and photography and just how they capture the highlights of all the places they visit. Uh, So today we're lucky enough to have Liam talk us through the equipment that he uses, uh, which drone, the editing software, etc. What's really interesting is that Liam's 14, uh, as well as doing distance education, uh, he's got this multimedia focus. So by doing distance education, that's giving him the time to allow him to focus on what he's good at uh and teaching himself some valuable skills which uh I'm sure you'll agree will have some lifelong benefit. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um also at the end, uh stick around because due to popular demand from requests uh from our listeners, we have listeners, we're doing a segment on um caravan parks where we stayed. So we'll be doing our first review. Please let us know how that goes and whether that's something you find useful. Um, and in some other really exciting news is that we got an email this morning from Radio Public in um, saying that we are one of Radio Public's indies to watch um, in that, that section this week. We're super excited. We've been doing this just because it's fun for us.
2: It's blown us away to think there's actually literally hundreds of people listening to this every day.
1: Every day, it's growing every day, it's amazing. Um, so if you are an iPhone, list, uh, yeah, if you listen on your iPhone, we'd love it if you could get your phone out now and...
2: Unless you're driving.
1: Unless you're driving, <laughs> then do it when you stop and uh, leave us a review. So a star rating and a comment as well with anything you want us to improve or if you think we're doing a good job,
2: uh, our goal would be to get on that new and noteworthy, would be sweet. And without further ado, here's Annie and Liam from Four Hands in a Tin Can.
1: Today, we'd like to welcome to the show, Four Hands in a Tin Can, and um, we've got Annie and Liam. How are you going, guys? Hello. Hey, hello. We're good. Now, I have to tell you, um, when we first started our lap back in February, we were at Marion Caravan Park, and we had this um, little old guy who was in the caravan next to us come up, and he was just like, oh, so many families traveling. I've met them all. Four hands in a tin can. They were really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, thanks. I think I went onto Facebook and found you guys straight away and started following.
0: So. <laughs> it was nice to talk to you. Yes, it is nice. We, um, I think we've been following you guys since we found out about you too. Oh. We, we tend to, as soon as we hear of a new family, we're straight on there and following. We well, think ho- it's awesome.
1: Well, hopefully our paths cross one day. Yes,
0: yes, we're hoping to cross with lots more families. We've only met a few.
2: And um, we're, we're in Old Bar in New South Wales in the mid-north coast. Whereabouts are you guys at the moment? We're in Perth.
0: We're in Swan Valley. We um, we just had a nice weekend in the city itself, um, house-sitting for a friend who lives in a penthouse apartment in there. Oh, wow. But we're back in the
1: caravan today. we be in so, Perth for a while yeah. or what's your story there?
0: Yeah, we've got uh, probably about another three weeks here. We um, we, So we're working with Discovery WA while we're here and um, doing some um, droning and photographic stuff for them. Tourism videos. Yeah, tourism-type videos. Um, Impressive. And... We um, got stuck in a storm. We knew the storm was coming, so we'd packed up the van, closed up the awning, did all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, during the storm, tree branch hit the um, hatch and broke it. It's still waterproof, uh, watertight. Just um, we've put hundred mile hour tape on that to cover it up. Um, but yeah, unbeknownst to us, the branch went down and um, hit the uh, latch on the one of the awning legs and broke it and obviously we didn't know. We drove out the next day leaving the caravan park and um, driving down literally a highway when we hear this billowing sound and we're all looking around going, what is that? I look out the um, side mirror of the car and it is our awning. The leg has fallen off onto the ground oh, and no. the awning slowly unravelling, but
1: the other leg oh, still attached to the van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's getting fixed and uh, then you'll be yeah. back on the road again. So you're in Perth. Um, if, if anyone's visiting Perth, what's something you would say they have to go and see? Oh, Perth is
0: um, is absolutely amazing. We, um, we've actually realised after having a weekend in Perth that it's a really cosmopolitan-type city. Uh, lots of really nice, lots of little eateries and um, just, yeah, it's just an amazing little city. I don't think it gets uh, the credit it should because nobody really spends much time here, I guess, um, if they're travelling. Um, I think... One the Perth Mint is awesome. Um, and Kings they, Park? Yeah, Kings Park is great. Uh, just on Perth Mint, if you have a, um, a logo, you can actually get it printed into a coin while you're there.
1: Oh, cool. We um, just went to the Canberra Mint and they didn't offer anything awesome like that.
0: <laughs> no, they don't, do they? No. So, yeah, Perth Mint, it was um, really good and we had a bit of trouble. Um,
1: and do they do the notes there as well or is that just the coins? No,
0: they just do the coins and they do, it's mostly collectible coins um, that they do. It's not Australian currency sort of stuff, but they do have the biggest coin in the world that weighs, what was it, a tonne and it's all gold.
2: So, wow. Yeah, that's pretty- and did you get a four hands and a tin can coin just like that one? Oh, of course we did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a tonne and it's on the back of the van. <laughs> all right.
2: There goes your gross combined mass.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you this- you'll see us coming. <laughs> you
2: guys did get a coin though?
0: Yeah, we certainly did. We got our little coin all printed up and um, we've got that in the van with us. So, yeah, it's just, it's a really good little memento um, of your time here, I guess.
1: So you said Four Hands in a Tin Can. Now, how did that name come about?
0: Okay, so there's four of us in the family. There's Pete, myself, Annie, Liam and Mia. When you take the first letter of each name, it spells Palm. Um, So we sort of um, went, well, we can't be Palm and Millward's too long to use So we just played on words and we came up with hand. There's four of us, so it's four hands.
2: And just out of interest, how did you guys come to be travelling?
0: Well, basically, the decision was made sitting down at dinner one day. Um, I was retired from my career in the New South Wales Police and Pete was retiring from his. And we weren't happy in the town that we were in. The kids weren't happy at school in that town. And we'd ordered the caravan. We'd done lots of research into a sort of caravan that we wanted and it was always only meant to be sort of for holidays um, and maybe a term here and a term there. And we were sitting at dinner one day and talking about what we might do, where we might move to and we went, we all sort of looked at each other and the light bulb moment happened and we went, let's just go. And so six months later, we are in the caravan driving out the driveway.
2: How long ago was that?
0: That was January 2016. Wow. We and- uh, we left with a plan. Um, we left with a 12-month plan. Uh, we had our stops sort of um, worked out. We had everything sorted and um, that plan went out the window, I think, day two <laughs> of the trip and we have never looked back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how
0: long do you see yourselves continuing to travel for? We don't have a plan. We, um, we can't even tell you our next stop when we leave Perth. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we it decided... we as well, get in the car like, so where are we going to? <laughs> yeah, we have literally um, got to an intersection and flipped a coin to go left or right. Oh, that's wow. so fun. So, so fun. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> talk about organising at the last second. <laughs> um, so when I first got onto your um, Facebook page back in February and whenever, whenever I've gone on it since, one thing that stood out is the amazing photography and the amazing, um, I guess, drone photography as well. So who is it in the family that's got the talent with that?
0: Well, we all take photos, but Liam is our main visual content provider. He's <laughs> yeah. our drone flyer. And our um we, we have a nickname for Liam in our caravan at times. We call him Steven because he's our Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And um when he grabs Mia, she becomes our Nicole. <laughs> so you want to talk about your equipment, Liam?
3: So I use the DJI Mavic Pro um for my, all my drone videos, it's pretty compact and it's got quite a good camera on it. I, use, um, I, I just use iMovie to uh, edit my videos on my uh, Apple MacBook and use um, Lightroom and Photoshop to edit and combine photos together. And then we also just use GoPro for the action camera and uh, like a Canon DSLR. DSLR for, yeah, just everything and, else. And iPhones. And iPhones are pretty good as well. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the latest bit of equipment you got, your, your little gimbal
0: holder? Yeah, I just
3: got a uh, DJI Osmo, which is a handheld gimbal. So, yeah, just gets smooth footage. Well,
1: you're very talented at what you do. It's um beautiful work. I'm very, 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 very impressed. Keep it up. What do you uh, see yourself doing yes. when? I guess you stop travelling. Yeah.
2: Uh, I guess we things. should point out that, Liam you you're not um you know in your 20s and 30s and a professional photographer. No. No. How old are you?
3: I'm 14.
2: And how do you fit in homeschooling with all this amazing photography and editing that you're doing?
3: Uh I do distance education. Um so I have I do I all my work probably takes me around 6 hours a week just to complete it all. So it's not doesn't take as long as school. And, um, yeah, just get time to do it. Like, I don't do school every single day. So there's always, yeah, there's time.
2: Yeah. How long do you spend on the um, video editing and production, roughly? Uh, I
3: don't know. Varies. I don't know how long I spend. Varies.
1: But Be you obviously love it. So it doesn't matter, I guess, how, how much time you spend doing that sort of stuff, does it?
3: No, nah, I like doing it. Yeah.
0: So, uh... Yeah. You'll find Liam's often on his computer at night time instead of watching TV um or anything like that he'll be yeah creating content on his laptop or his iPad or something so um yeah i guess it's it's kind of good in he's teaching himself some really valuable skills for later on in life mm-hmm. and yeah it's good
3: yeah and and how do you find um school on the road um it's pretty good it's it's the same as normal school just without all the uh added stuff I still have eight teachers because I'm in high school for eight different subjects. I have eight lessons a week. Um, yeah, so yeah, I find it pretty good. I like
2: it. Obviously, it's um, helping um, you in particular, Liam, have a good balance between getting your education because you're obviously getting it all done, um, but also pursuing a hobby that you love. Now, I saw some exciting news on um, your Facebook feed just yesterday. Um, can you tell me about that? What, what's happening there with the ambassador program?
0: Yeah, we uh, we're contacted um, by Wes who runs um, Caravan and Camping Hire Australia and it's a peer-to-peer um, hiring company. So if you own a caravan, um, you can hire it out through them to people who obviously don't have a caravan or um, you know, don't want to buy one, people who are testing vans out, uh, that sort of thing. So you can actually uh, turn your caravan into an income and um, obviously it's for people who want to use vans. So uh, they approached us and asked if we would be interested in basically being the face for them um, to, yeah, be ambassadors, to talk about their um, business and also um, to share a lot of our um, content to show people what is out there in Australia to see and to visit and things to, that they can do. So you don't just need to hire a caravan for a weekend away. You can actually hire it through them for a whole year if you want to. Um, so, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's quite exciting. And they're tied up with uh, What's Up Down Under. And uh, there's a lot of exciting projects uh, in the pipelines by the look of it uh, with us and them. So I guess it's um stay tuned. But, yeah,
1: yeah we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, good work, guys. And uh, we look forward to seeing what comes about from all that. We'll be watching. Yeah, so do we.
2: <laughs> and, and it could be quite timely, I guess, while your caravan's getting fixed. Maybe you can utilise that um, relationship with them to borrow something else in the meantime.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, our caravan's still fully livable, so uh, we're quite happy. Um, I think our, our caravan was purpose-built. Uh, we purposely designed it. We approached a number of manufacturers and found one who would build our van for us. Um, we had three sort of designs that uh, we sat down with a CAD drawer with and designed our van Um, and we we put in some special little things. Like the kids have their own TV in their bunk. We put splitters on aerials so they can watch their own channels. They don't have to watch what we're watching or what each other are watching Uh, because Mia likes her girly TV shows and Liam's not a big TV head, but um, I didn't want Mia watching basically what Pete watches on TV either. Um, So, yeah, we we tricked it up a little bit for the things we wanted in the van as well. So um, we're quite happy to to not have to live in someone else's. <laughs> the comforts wouldn't be there. Yeah.
1: Um, so is there anything that you've bought since you've been travelling that cost $20 or less that um, you would say that everyone should buy?
0: Just even, like, I think it's more for us. Uh, we do a lot of, like, our Sunday tips and tricks, and a lot of it is, um, you know, like hooks for the wall just to hang hats on. Um, or one of the things, uh, we had to have a... Um, a normal mattress. We couldn't have one made by a caravan company uh, mattress because I actually broke two vertebrae in my back a number of years ago and um, so need that support. And But our bed doesn't lift up properly. So, you know, just making a proper stick um, or rod to hold the bed up when we push it up um, and where that now lies, it's got its own
1: special little place that it hooks into,
0: just little things like that. I think it's more than actual gadgets.
1: Yeah, I think Michael's constantly walking around with a little list of things, that, like simple little fixes he can do to make a life easier. Yeah. Velcro. Yeah,
2: Velcro. Oh, Velcro. I'm a Velcro everything. fan. I love Velcro. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that it's um, evolving. Um, obviously, leaving back in 2016, January, things would have changed quite a bit. Uh, what did you take along that you wish you'd left behind?
0: Uh, so, we, we have actually moved in and out of our caravan a number of times for repairs um, in the first year and a half that we were in the van, unfortunately. Um, so, I think each time we moved out, we culled things um, and we got to, um, I learnt that what, we, what you do is you put a sticker on everything that you put into the van um, and if you haven't used it, when you use it, you take the sticker off and if you haven't used it after three or six months, you obviously don't need it. Yeah, very good tip. Um, So, yeah, that that kind of worked. What did we – it was excess clothing. We had excess clothing, excess sort of shoes, tools. We had excess tools. Um, So we culled a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, I think what did we bring that we – (laughs) oh, probably a very controversial one we did have was sea
2: C-gear mat. Um, We bought the cheap version and it worked just as well the one time we've used it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well – yeah, we're, we're not fans of the sea gear, Matt, sorry. Um, we found it very slippery and we actually um, had a 70-year-old lady who walked onto our campsite and she went for a sixer. Oh, uh, dear. On it this year. Uh, he got packed up and posted back to my yeah. parents and um, we invested in a, um, a really nice mat. Was, he actually, he was really just new into the business and I ran into him um, yeah, we were in Queensland somewhere at a caravan camping show. It wasn't the big one that's on now. Uh, There, It was a different one and um, it was in some town and it was mats by design. And he does these recycled plastic mats of all these patterns and stuff. Oh, wow. You would have thought I was a plant because I made him throw water on it. I made him (laughs) put sand on it. I made him do all these things and I'm walking on it going, right, you know, bare feet in thongs. (laughs) Like, it's not slippery. We're buying that mat. And um, what is it, two years? Yeah, because we're about six months into our trip then, so about two years later now, and that mat is still going strong and we love
1: it. We'll have to um, – our little baby has just started crawling and I think we'll start using our mat more, so maybe we'll look into mats by design. Yeah. I think it might be a good investment.
0: Yeah, they're, they're awesome mats. Um, yeah, so that's, that's probably our favourite thing. And the other little thing we did buy actually was um, it's a piece of fake grass that we put down. Uh, just at the front of the um, awning, sort of area beside the mat, so his dirty feet can be wiped off on that. We try and get Digger Dog to wipe his paws on that. We're not always successful. Um, yeah, and that just plays um, the part of a small mat if we're just pulled up somewhere with a concrete pad and we're only staying for a couple of days, so only the grass one comes out.
2: And and so you guys have been travelling with a dog for two years. Um, mm-hmm. how, how has that impacted your travels?
0: Uh, it hasn't really. Uh, we've found a lot of places where, um, like with National Parks, there's always somewhere nearby and particularly to free camp. So he just stays with the caravan as long as we leave him a camp chair to curl up in. Um, you know, he's he's happy to do that. He looks after the campsite. We can go into National Parks and explore for the day. And, uh, yeah, so he doesn't really impact on our travels too much at all and we kind of miss him if he's not with us.
2: Yeah, great. Oh, that's That's good to know that, you know, a lot of people have got apprehension about they're missing out on a lot of Australia if they take their dog. Um, sounds like it hasn't impacted you guys that much. So what would you guys see or say is your must-see camp spot or your favourite all-time place you've visited in the last two years?
0: I don't know. What's your favourite, land?
2: I
3: don't know. I liked and Cove. That was pretty cool. Yep.
0: Um,
3: Rapid Bay. Rapid Bay. Um, Western Australia has been pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Esperance, like Lucky Bay, was beautiful. Um, oh, the photos yeah. I see of Lucky Bay—I can't wait to get there. I know, I know, it's just amazing. Um, I think Pilliga that we posted about a, couple, uh, a week or so ago—that's a free camp in New South Wales that we absolutely loved. Um, yeah, there's just so much. I think um, what we find is that every place has um, something special about it, and um, if you spend, if you take the time to uh, engage with the place, you'll fall in love with it. Mm. Um, you know, of all towns, we actually, not that we would live there because it's not a town that we want to live in, but uh, Canyon is a town that we absolutely enjoyed our time in. Yeah, And um, a lot of people, told you know, and they still say, don't go there, it's horrible, it's all these, you know, viol- it's violence, it's all this stuff. But really it's not. It's completely different to what it was back in the early 2000s and before that. And, um, yeah, so there's... Yeah, I think every town has something special about it, and if you can tap into that, you'll end up liking it.
2: And I saw that article that you wrote on Wilcannia, and that uh, pretty much went viral. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How amazing is that? And it got printed in the um, the newspaper in Broken Hill. They contacted us and asked if they could print it word for word, and we're like, really? <laughs> <That's> just, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that actually we sat on that article for probably about six to nine months before we published it. So uh, we weren't expecting that um, <laughs> that response.
1: So um, in the two years you've been travelling, you'd have seen a lot of you would have met a lot of families who are getting out there and doing it. For those people who are still sitting at home and mean, ah-ring, what would your advice be?
0: I think to start with, um, if you've never caravan before uh, or you've only done you know short trips, maybe you know take a month, um, go and see if you actually can do it, um, or you know hire a van if you don't have one, and if you don't have a van, hire a couple of different types.
2: Who would you recommend that you hire one through?
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, please, if you're going to, if, in all seriousness, Caravan and Camping Hire Australia are awesome. They are a great little company to deal with. Um, and if you do hire through them or you wish to hire your van out through them, just let them know that Four Hands and a Tin Can sent you. Um because that would be good for us to know that uh, lets them know that we are out there representing them and we are sending people their way.
2: Oh, I better interject there and let our listeners know that wasn't planned. That was me just doing a dad joke. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, that wasn't planned at all. Cause I'm useless uh. at, um, at selling stuff and um, putting <laughs> in those at all. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, it's um, I think, you know, just giving yourself a chance and understanding that, you know, uh, living in a caravan is um, is a micro environment. It's no longer that macro environment of a house. So mess is going to be. It's you're going to have mess in a caravan, and it's going to feel like all you do is walk on mess some days. Um, but it's you know it's actually less mess than what you'd have in a house because there's less stuff. Um, you know relationships can be tested, and um, yeah, gosh, we live in a caravan with our now 14, nearly 15 year old. So if you want caravan, if you want relationships tested, <laughs> <laughs> we are a shining example. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's just um, yeah, working out of it is something you can do and want to do, and doing it in small stages before you actually commit to the full on twelve months, eighteen months, or lifetime um, commitment. I think is the way to go.
2: And I think that's that's pretty good advice because the whole sink or swim. Uh, approach it works for some people but for others it may not be uh, the best approach and if you burn the ships and you don't have anywhere to go to go back to um, yeah maybe it may be pretty stressful tell us how can our listeners uh find out more about you and find
3: you uh, you can find us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube um at four hands in a tin can and also our website at www.fourhandsinatincan.net
2: Excellent. Well, Annie, Liam, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's good timing. Our little eight-month-old Eddie has just decided to join us at the end. I'm hoping he likes oh, to oh. Uh,
1: let himself know in every single podcast. We've... <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> your little a little mini Liam here, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool, social media. Cool. Well,
2: well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, look forward to continuing to follow your adventures, um, follow the relationship that you now have. Um, with Caravan and Camping Hire Australia and continue to enjoy your footage.
0: Thanks, guys. And we look forward to following your um, adventures as well. And you never know, you might be two and a half years into um, your travels soon, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe. All right. Thanks, guys. All right.
0: See ya.
1: We hope you enjoyed our interview with Annie and Liam from Four Hands in a Tin Can. Um we now are going to start a new segment where we review a camp spot or um caravan park where we've stayed, and Today, our first caravan park that we're going to review will be Horseshoe Bay Caravan Park at Southwest Rocks. Southwest Rocks was an area that neither Michael and I had really heard of before, but within twenty four hours we seriously had four different people tell us that we had to go to Trial Bay check out the jail there and that we had to stop by southwest rock so there was no way that we're going to keep driving past there. Um, At the moment our travel plan is we get in the car and we just drive and we wing it and we check out the caravan parks in the area and the the camps and then decide pretty much on the spot uh, which one speaks to us. Well at this time we went and we checked out the national park which is where we had considered staying Um, But on the way there, we drove through the southwest Rocks Township and we passed this caravan park which was right on the waterfront there at Horseshoe Bay. It had this amazing kids' playground right next door, like mere steps away from the gates, Uh, this beautiful little sheltered uh, beach area. And then just across the road were cafes and shops and and, and the whole township. Pretty much as soon as we saw that, we'd decided – um, and so that's where we ended up spending a couple of nights. If <clears throat> if we had to describe it in three words, I would say our three words that we would choose would be location, location, location. It was awesome. Um, it's also one of the first parks that we've come across in all the months that we've been travelling that was pretty much booked out. So we were lucky enough to get a site, um, but it was one of the last sites remaining, which happened to be up near the main road and quite small with a really narrow driveway um, right next to it. So I have to say my husband is the most amazing caravan reverser. He's got skills there but even he was stretched um, with a 50-point turn getting the caravan back into the site. But he did it. He did it and we, we had, a, had a really great couple of days there. Um, One of the most important things that we look for in a caravan park is what the showers are like. As soon as someone goes off to a shower, when they come back, we're just like, what was the shower like? Was it hot? Was it hot? Was there good pressure? And um, yes, the showers there were hot. Yes, they were good. Um, But I found it a bit weird that in the female showers, there was no bench to put anything on. So that was just a small thing, but I found it a bit strange. And it was a bit tricky juggling all my things with no bench to sit down on. But anyway, all that aside, um, we had a... We had a great few days there. There's no real kids' facilities there, um, but you don't need it. The beach is right in front of the caravan. Um, the park, which was amazing, was like mere steps away. And as I said before, all the cafes and everything are right behind. and So we enjoyed good coffees. We enjoyed walks on the beach. We enjoyed playground trips. Um, and then a short drive away is Trial Bay, Bay Jail and also the Smoky Cape Lighthouse, which are also worth a visit. We paid forty five dollars a night, which is pretty standard we've found for a caravan park. They were awesome in that they didn't charge us for Elliot being four years old. Um so that was that was good. Value for money, pretty pretty spot on. Um so we would recommend the Sa- the Horseshoe Bay Caravan Park if you're looking for a place that's got a great playground and the beach and um You don't want all the bells and whistles, such as the pools, bouncy pillows, etc., etc. We would recommend not staying there if you've got a bigger rig and you're not that confident with your reversing skills. But all in all, it was great. We would have no reservations about returning there. It was a heaven for us. It was a heaven for the kids. And we would give it probably four out of five peachy stars. And if you follow us on Facebook, make sure you hop on our page and um, scroll back a little bit to see Michael's footage that he he took uh, with his drone at Southwest Rocks. It's some really great work. He took his drone up for one of the first times and uh, used his editing skills for the first time as well, which he taught himself, I think, pretty much that day. And anyway, he published this uh, video and it's been viewed 69,000 times. It's The first thing that's gone viral on our page. So good on him. He's uh, very proud of it and he should be because it really shows off the southwest rocks area and uh, what a beautiful area it is. So hop on our Facebook page, check that out, and um, we'll speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to A Big Peachy Adventure, families traveling full time. What drives us is hearing of those we've inspired to simplify their life and take the first step towards their travelling goals. So please, if you get any value from what we're doing, the biggest reward we could ask is that you share this podcast with your travelling buddies. Don't forget to click subscribe. And also, please leave us a review. Five stars, hopefully, but if not, that's okay. Please leave a comment and let us know what we can do better. If you'd like to connect with us personally or have any questions, You can find us on Facebook at A Big Peachy Adventure. See you on the road and happy travels.